Welcome to the Spirit of Praise broadcast coming to you from Tabernacle of Praise Church International, York, South Carolina. I'm Bishop Alfred Jackson. I'm thankful that you tuned in today. And I pray that the message uh, will bless you and impact your life in a powerful way. Again, thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the message. Thank you for tuning in this morning to Tabernacle of Praise Church International, York, South Carolina. Amen. Uh, we want to begin our worship this morning uh, with scripture, and Minister Smalls will lead us in prayer, then our praise team will lead us in a time of praise and worship. We want you to enjoy the Lord today. In the book of Jeremiah, chapter 6, Jeremiah chapter 6, we'll begin reading at verse 16. And it reads, Thus saith the Lord, Stand in the ways and see, and ask for the old paths, where the good way is, and walk in it. Then you will find rest for your souls. But they said, We will not walk in it. Also, I set watchmen over you, saying, Listen to the sound of the trumpet. But they said, we will not listen. Therefore, hear, you nations, and know, O congregation, what is among them. Hear, O earth, behold, I will certainly bring calamity on this people, the fruit of their thoughts, because they have not heeded my words, nor my law, but rejected it. For what purpose to me comes frankincense from Sheba, and sweet cane from a far country. Your burnt, your burnt offerings are not acceptable, nor your sacrifices sweet to me. Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will lay stepping blocks before this people, and the fathers and the sons together shall fall on them. The neighbor and his friend shall perish. Wow. Amen. Verses wow. 16 through 21 of Jeremiah chapter 6. Praise your name, Father, this morning. Father, we come to you, Lord God, hallelujah, with our hearts lifted up to you this morning. Father, we say examine our hearts, Lord God, and Father, this morning we repent. Father, we repent before you today. We want to come to give you a worship that is acceptable in your eyes, not what we want to give you this morning, Father, but what you deserve and what you require. So, Lord God, we lift up our hearts, wash us, Lord God, remove our sin from us as far as the east is from the west. Father, we humble ourselves before you on today. Father, we want to see you high and lifted up as we go forth in this experience this morning, God. No more eyes, God, but you, Father, you, Christ, that lives inside of us. It's all about you. It's not what we want to do or what we want to say or how we want to live, God. But today, afresh, anew, we give our lives to you. May our worship, Lord God, be pleasing to you. Hallelujah, Lord God. We thank you for your presence. We feel your presence in this creation. We feel your presence, Lord God, inside of us. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for living inside of us, bringing us into truth today, understanding, Lord God, that we will absorb your word and not be like the man that looks in the mirror and walks away and forgets what he beholds, not today. Not today for us, God. We sit attentively, wanting, hallelujah, thirsting for your word, thirsting to be corrected, thirsting for your righteousness today. Oh God, we give your name glory and honor and praise. And we'll be careful to say that this is the Lord's doing. Hallelujah. And it's marvelous in our eyes. In Jesus' name we pray and give you thanks. Amen. Amen. Amen and amen. Come on. Come on and give God glory in this place. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, let's continue to worship the Lord here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No longer I. 
inside, but uh, but Christ that lives on the inside. You don't want you today. Uh -uh. You don't want your selfishness today. You don't want your wants and your desires today. We want our wants and our desires to line up with that of the Lord. Hallelujah. So God, we magnify you today. We exalt your name together as we enter into the house, into the sanctuary. Hallelujah. We have made this place, this ground, your sanctuary. And even beyond that, our hearts, God, make it your sanctuary today. We welcome you. Come on and welcome the Lord in your hearts today. Hallelujah. We'll sing praises to his name today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Thank Bless you. the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, God. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. As we enter into the house of the Lord, we'll sing praises. Praises to our God. Can you sing that with us?
Jesus. Somebody say yes, Jesus. Somebody that's called upon the name of the Lord. Like your life depends on it. If your life depends on it, my life depends on it. My well-being depends on it. I make the decision I make the decision to worship you because you're good I want you to take joy in my worship to you I want it to be a sweet smell your nostrils, the sweet sound in your ear. Hallelujah. So I bow my heart before you Hallelujah. today. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I belong to you. Here's my worship. Take joy in it. Yes, Lord. Make it your dwelling place. I want to put a smile on your face. I present my heart to you. I present my life to you. Sing with me, please. Here's my worship. Take joy. Take joy in it. Make it your dwelling place. Make it your dwelling place. I want to put a smile on your face. I Heart to you, heart to you. I present my life to you. Life to you. Let's say it again. Here's my worship. Here's my worship. Take joy in it. Take joy in it. Make it your dwelling place. I wanna put a smile. I bring my heart to you. Heart to you. I present my. Life to you, life to you. Oh, here's my worship smile. Here's my life, Lord, smile. Here's my worship smile. Here's my life, Lord, smile. Here's my worship. Here's my worship smile. Here's my life, Lord. Here's my life, Lord, smile. Here's my worship, God. Here's my worship smile. Here's my life, Lord. Here's my life, Lord, smile. Here's my worship, God. Here's my worship smile. Here's my life, God. 
worship God. Here's my worship smile. Here's my life, God. Here's my life, Lord. Here's my worship. Here's my worship smile. Trust in such a way 
that he automatically smiles on us. Oh God, we want to make you smile. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. What we thank the Lord for, the ministry of our praise team this morning. Pray that you've been blessed thus far in the worship. We're going to continue uh, in worship with the word this morning from Jeremiah chapter 6. And you see in this scripture where God's people didn't want to make him smile. Let's hear what the Lord has to say today. Jeremiah chapter 6, beginning at verse 16, again, just to rehearse this in your hearing. Thus says the Lord, stand in the ways and see, and ask for the old paths where the good way is, and walk in it. Then you will find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk in it. Also, I set watchmen over you saying, listen to the sound of the trumpet. But they said, we will not listen. I want to talk about the consequences of rejecting God. The consequences of rejecting God. Father, thank you for your word this morning. Thank you, God, for the power of your word. Thank you that when your word goes forth, it will not return to you void or empty, but it will accomplish all that you desire. We thank you that you watch over your word to perform your word. Thank you for what your word will accomplish today in us. Because we don't want to be guilty of rejecting you. Speak, Lord, for your servants here. It's in Jesus' mighty name that we pray and we thank you. Amen. The consequences of rejecting God. When you read the book of Jeremiah, one thing is evident, and that is that God loves and God cares for his people. Even though, as we read in, the, in, in, in this book uh, and several of the prophetic books, even though the people had sinned and continue, continue to sin, God loved his covenant people so much that he was willing to give them opportunity to repent time and time again. The purpose of sending the prophets to them, to Israel and Judah, was for them to hear and to heed God's word. Amen? Amen. And to turn from their wickedness, to turn back to him. His commitment to the covenant and his love for his people gave them opportunity after opportunity. That's right to turn back to him. But the people wouldn't do it. Jeremiah's message is primarily one of renewal and one of rebuilding and restoration. But this renewal had by necessity to be preceded by a radical removal of what already existed. If you know the account of Jeremiah's calling, uh, in the beginning chapters of this book, uh, it involved three pairs of action words, or three pairs of actions. Two, the first two were negative, the last one was positive. Jeremiah was to uproot and tear down. Right. He was to destroy and overthrow. Right. And thirdly, he was to build and plant. Right. So the building and planting could not come until there was an uprooting and a tearing down of wickedness and a destruction and overthrowing of the evils that the people of God, and mind you, this is prophecy to the people of God. It's not prophecy to foreign nations that don't know God. Prophetic word to the people of God. So these things have to be uprooted and torn down and destroyed and overthrown, those things that were against the will of God, the wickedness, the evilness that they had 
allowed to be uh, uh, allowed to be established not only in their hearts but also in their nations because it couldn't be established in the nations until it was first of all established in the hearts because people make up the nations right so you can't you can't just deal with the nation without dealing with the people Amen. right yeah yeah part of what we're hearing today is that of the first two, the uprooting and the tearing down, and the destroying and the overthrowing. Now, of course, Jeremiah physically was not to do the uprooting, the tearing down, or the, or the, uh, or the destroying right, and the overthrowing. Right, right. Jeremiah was to proclaim the prophetic word of the Lord. God would do the rest. Right. Or, as we know from reading the book, God would use foreign nations to do the rest. Right, right as instruments of discipline and punishment to his people. And, and please remember that, that these negative messages only come because of the people's continual disobedience and rejection of God, their covenant of God. This, this doesn't come because this is the first time that people have sinned. No, this doesn't come because they made a mistake one time and, and, and God decided to, to overthrow them. No, 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 no. Um, as I've stated, God loves and God cares for his people and God only wants good for them. And, 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 and so the beginnings of Jeremiah where God says, I know the thoughts that I think toward you. Thoughts of good and not evil to give you a future and a hope. So God, God's thoughts toward his people are always good. What God wants for his people always is good. always good to give his people a future and a hope. But God can't simply give us good when we choose to obey and reject him and his ways. He can't simply do that because God is a holy God. Amen? His standard is holy. His, 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 his law is holy. And in his law... There are stipulations against sin and stipulations for punishment of sin. Right. And, and God being the God that he is has to uphold his law. Right. Amen. Amen. He can't go against his law. Amen. Because he's holy. Yeah. Right. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. He's a loving. He's a caring. He's a patient God. God, I think. But he will not allow sin to go unpunished forever and ever. Right. Because the lack of punishment for sin breeds corruption. Right. Breeds more and more corruption and more and more wickedness in people. Let a child go undisciplined. And eventually you have an unruly child. You have a child that you will not control in your house. You have a child who will control you. So when that child is little and starts doing unruly things and you think it's funny, you laugh at it, you don't discipline that child. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, that child will be ruling your house. And you'll be calling that mom on television and say, come help me control my child. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's just human nature. You can't. You can't allow a child to go undisciplined. The Bible says foolishness is bound up in the heart yeah. of a child. Yeah. But the rod of correction will drive it out. Yes, and so in dealing with his people, God knows us. God right. understands us. So God doesn't allow sin to go unpunished. Amen. Amen. And many of us, if we will be honest with ourselves, have experienced God's discipline Amen. in our lives as a result of our own sins and disobedience. Punishment is intended to bring us back to the right paths and back to the right ways, to bring us back to God so that we can experience the love, the joy, and the peace that only comes in a right relationship with God. Amen. Hebrews chapter 12 Verse 6 and verse 10 and 11 says, For the Lord disciplines the one he loves, yeah. and he chastises every son he receives. And it goes on, I'll skip a few of the verses. It says, God disciplines, God's discipline for us, uh, God disciplines us for our good, 
so that we may share in his holiness. No discipline seems enjoyable at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it yields a harvest of righteousness and peace to those who have been trained by it. I remember some of the whippings my daddy used to give me, and it was not fun. Dad had a way of waiting until it was almost time to go to bed. You said you got escaped. You thought you escaped. <laughs> yeah, you thought you had escaped. You yes, thought Dad had forgotten all about it. Thank you, God. And here he comes in the room. Yeah. In the room. And everybody else, you know, that would die. there were 10 of us children at home at one time. So it's, it's, it's something to get a whip in front of your siblings. Because yeah. you know, everybody's looking and everybody's laughing, and that just makes it worse. That's true. But it did something good for us. I know psychologists today say don't whip your children. It'll, it'll mess up their mind. But yeah. most of us, most of us, amen, right. who have good minds right. today, right. receive some. We weren't beaten, we were whipped. Whipped. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were whipped. Dad, Daddy wouldn't whip us with our clothes off, even though our legs might have been scarred up a little bit. <laughs> Glory to God. But he knew what the Bible said. And it worked something good in our lives. And it's the same way with God. God disciplines us because discipline brings about the peaceable fruit of righteousness in our lives. For those who are trained by it. For those who are trained by it. And as we hear the message today, know that God is not being mean. God is not being hateful toward his people. Because today, you know, when you discipline people, they, they say, you mean, you're being mean, you're being hateful. God is not being mean. God is not being hateful. God is disciplining his people so that the discipline can yield a harvest of righteousness and peace. Amen. The opposite of righteousness and peace is trouble, pain, and destruction. A lot of times we don't think about the, the opposite of it because we don't tend to think down the road. Right. And I know we can't see into tomorrow, but but you know, when you study the word of God, you know, you reflect on things you tend to try to think about tomorrow. Amen. And I used to I used to do a lot of walking, you know, when I was a younger, uh, by myself in the woods. When I went to college, I would yeah. take long walks yeah. along and just just yeah. reflect and think about things right. in my mind. I think about what I heard in church and some of the songs that the older people would sing, you know, they didn't sing a whole lot of songs about the love of God, but they sure sing a whole lot of songs about hell and damnation and sinners and how you couldn't run from God. You know, it made you think. I've said this before, a lot of our worship songs, and they're wonderful, but sometimes it doesn't make us think about the consequences for our sins. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so God, God wanted to, he wanted to save his people from the, from the trouble and the pain and the destruction if they would only listen and if they would only hear. Because nobody really wants pain. Amen. Nobody really wants, well, maybe a few people. <laughs> nobody really wants trouble. Nobody really wants destruction in their lives. But there's only one real way to avoid this trouble, pain, and destruction that will come in our lives. And that is to obey God so that we can obtain his grace and his mercy and his help even when the pain might come anyway. The Israelites, specifically Jeremiah's prophesying to the nation of Judah, they chose not to obey God. Okay? And finally, after years of grace and mercy, they suffered the consequences. Could that be America today? Could that be the world today? You know, when you look at the missionary movement and the spread of the gospel in the world, even though there's still a lot of unreached people groups in the world, many, many people in the world have heard the gospel message or have access to the gospel message. Many have chosen to follow, but many, many, have chosen to reject God. Not only that, but many of those who have said yes to the Lord and yes to following him have either turned away from God in the standard or have, or have developed a form of godliness 
while the denying the power of a godly life. When God says love your neighbor. Hmm. Many Christians have chosen to hate or have nothing to do with his or her neighbor. I've been selective about who their neighbor is. You know, and the Lord covers all of this in scripture. So you read about the man that went from Jerusalem to Jericho, you know, and he deals with neighbor. You may not have known that man that went from Jerusalem to Jericho, but you are a priest and you are a Levite, and you walk by on the other side of the road. Right. Who is the neighbor but the Samaritan? who had nothing to do with, the Jew, with Jews. And he is the one who stops and shows compassion on this man. And Jesus asked, who then is the neighbor? We choose to hate people because of the color of their skin. We choose to not deal with people because of the side of the track that they came upon. We chose in America to build interstates to separate neighborhoods. And most people didn't even know that's that right. was what That's was right. happening right. in the largest cities of the world. This was legislated. Yes. This is in the law. Yes. And many people who did the legislations were quote unquote Christians in the church. Allegedly. Do you understand? Are you hearing me? Yes. Are you hearing? Yeah. 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 When God teaches us to care for the dispossessed, the disenfranchised, the oppressed, the poor in the world. We, through legislations and policies, have oppressed people even more. We've treated, the, we've treated people unjustly even more. We've turned our eyes away from what is right to all mankind and only cared about ourselves. We hear that today. America needs to take care of herself. Let's stop policing the world. Let's stop doing all these things to help other people in the world. Our government has exploited poorer, weaker nations in the world. Yes. Our government has deposed and taken out leaders to install new leaders in other countries of the world who are more favorable to our political agenda. We've done so much more in the name of, the demo of democracy under the guise of being a Christian nation. Right. So much more that we can't even talk about it all today. Read your history. Read your history. We've done this in America under the guise of being a Christian nation. We're doing things our own. We're doing our own things. We're going our own way. We're following our own deceitful hearts while at the same time fooling ourselves in, into believing that because we worship God, because we, most of us are not gathering in our, in our nice little sanctuaries. A lot of us are still outside, and a lot of us are online. But we've gathered in our beautiful sanctuaries, stained glass windows, cushioned pews, beautiful organ music, dressed up in our nice Sunday go-to-meeting clothes. <laughs> While our hearts right. there you are. have been wicked right. and deceitful, we think that because we worship God and we are a Christian nation, that things are all right with us. Amen. Mm. But that, that disposition has brought the trouble and the pain and the destruction that we're seeing in this world today. A lot of people don't even want to deal with this. Right. You know, when you look at the Old Testament, and I've said this before, when you look at the Old Testament and, and, and people saw natural, natural disasters as judgment of God upon the people for their wickedness and their disobedience. We don't even want to say that today. Uh, that's true. I've had these conversations with pastors and they say, well, I can't really say that. Wow. Well, I can only say what the Bible says. Look at what's happening in America. Look at, look at, look at the, did you feel the earthquake this morning? Yeah. No. <laughs> I was getting dressed and the house started shaking and I, and I looked to see what was going on. I went to the stairs and I looked. I said it must have been an earthquake at around 8, 10 this morning. In South Carolina. 
Thank God it wasn't a devastating earthquake. But we've seen earthquakes around the world. We see flooding everywhere. I mean, during this pandemic, and, and the pandemic is one thing in and of itself. This great United States of America cannot deal with, cannot find a cure for, cannot contain this pandemic. I talked with someone in Liberia yesterday, and, they, and I asked about it. He said, he said, well, Bishop, he said, we're going on about our business. He said, uh, we don't hear anything about COVID-19 anymore. There are a few cases, yes, but people are hungry. So they would rather go and find food than worry about dying. And here we are in this great United States of America, and we cannot find the solution to this problem. Well, saints, the scripture declares in Proverbs chapter 14, verse 34, righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach unto any people. That word reproach there in, in, in the NIV says sin, is, sin condemns any people. Other translations say sin, sin makes nations miserable. How many people are miserable now? We're saying our children have to go back to school because it helps them psychologically. We're not intended to be separated. We are interactive people. People are miserable. People are having mental issues because they've been separated from others. Our economy is going down, down, down. People are miserable in this nation. Sin is a reproach. Sin makes any people miserable. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But we don't want to call it sin. We don't want to say that much of what we're experiencing in this world, much of what we're experiencing in the United States of America is a result of the sinfulness Amen. of the people of this nation Amen. who have rejected God. We are miserable. We're miserable. In this passage today, God is speaking to the people through Jeremiah, basically telling what has happened and what is going to happen to them because they have rejected him. And note, we're not picking up at the beginning of the story. Okay, we're actually nearing the end, nearing the destruction of, of Judah and Jerusalem. And interesting, interestingly enough, in this passage, you know, these people associated. You know, the fact that the temple was in Jerusalem as, as that being God's holy city and, right. and the temple being the holy place and right. that destruction couldn't come upon them because the temple was there. And they, they wouldn't associate it with their own sins. Thank God for us today knowing that we are the temple Amen. of the Holy Spirit. Amen. But God will punish us because he wants to bring about the peaceable fruit of righteousness. Yeah. So the first thing we notice, first thing we notice is that the Lord says uh, that because the people rejected him, they would no longer find peace. And what the Bible says? Okay. He says, he says, stand in the way and see and ask for the old path where the good way is and walk in it. Then you will find rest for your souls. Okay. All right. The issue for human beings is that we want peace, right? Right. We want peace. We right. want peace. We want right. rest for our souls. Right. We seek peace. Right. We try to put things in place so we can have peace. Right. right. We want peace in our homes. Right. All right. So we try to get along with one another. Most yeah. of us do. Yeah. We try to get along with our spouses. We try to get along with our children. Right. You know. Even though sometimes we have to discipline our children, they don't like it, but we still go back and we say, we love you. My daddy said, I whoop you because I love you. Yeah. I said, daddy, that didn't feel like love. <laughs> I remember these things vividly. <laughs> Even at 6 or 6 tomorrow, I remember them vividly. Amen. But we do things. We put things in place. We have locks on our doors and our windows. Yeah. 
we have security systems in our homes because we don't want anybody coming in disturbing our peace. When someone's house is broken into, the thing that people say is, I feel like I've been violated. Even though they have not physically been violated to that person because someone invaded their private space, they feel like they've been violated. Their peace has been disturbed. Yeah. We have in the United States, and I listen to this every time I listen to the news, the latest Doppler radar, so we can, they can tell us everything now, you know, a little storm coming up, and now is the first alert. <laughs> I'm like, you know, growing up, a storm came, a storm just came. Right. You know, you're on the road driving, you're just on the road driving. Now is the first alert. The latest Doppler radar. We have the greatest supposedly military in the world. We have the National Guard. We have the Coast Guard. We have the Army. We have the Air Force. We have the Navy. We have the Marines and Special Forces. We have all of these things. The latest technology probably on our shores as well. Yes. We have alliances with other nations around the world. And military bases in many places of the world to protect us and to protect our interests because we want peace on our shores. I'm listening. But the problem with human beings is we look for peace in the wrong places. Yeah. Yeah. Because we think we know and we have the wisdom to protect ourselves and our interests. We have the wisdom, we have the wisdom to guide and to guard our own lives. We tend to leave God out of the equation. That's right. This was a problem with the nation of Judah. They'd fallen far away from God. His wisdom, his standard, and his judgment, and, 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 and his standard and his ways, and judgment had come upon them because of their continual disobedience. God said to Israel, stand in the way. Stand. You have the crossroads. It's like, it's like you, you're driving. You, you're walking along the road. They wouldn't have been driving. They would have been riding a horse and maybe a chariot. Walking along the road, and you come to a crossroad. God said, before you proceed, stop, stand, look, observe, pay attention to what's going on, and ask. Ask for the old paths. Ask where the good way is. Ask where the way of good is. King James talks about the ancient past, and you look at you look at the at the, at the commentary on this, and 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 the Hebrew word that means uh, talks about um, the old past. It takes you back to the foundation uh, of Judah's history, of, of Israel's history. It takes you back to the Torah. It takes you that far back. Ask somebody the right way to behave. Ask someone who knows the way, who knows the foundations, because you see, as time has gone on, people just get away from the foundations. People move away from the foundations. We establish our own forms of righteousness. When you go back to the, to the Torah, God in there is not dealing with obedience to going to a place to worship him. He deals with relationship to him, and it deals with relationship to people. Yes. Yes. Amen. Yes, yes, Amen. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Yep. Go back to the foundation, to the foundational things you were given to guide you into your relationship with, with me and your relationship with other people. But the people said, we will not walk in that way. God goes further to say, I've set watchmen over you. And I said, when you read it, it doesn't say I said. It says say it. I, and I said, listen to the sound of the trumpet. But they said, we will not listen. That's a picture of the world today. That's a picture of the world, especially here in the United States. We, don't, we won't listen to the, to the sound of the trumpet. We tie the watchman to the trumpet. And so we reject the watchman. Mm. I don't want to listen to him. I don't want to listen to her. How many of you have ever said, I can't listen to that preacher? Right. I can't listen. What about the message of the preacher? All right. Right. What about the message right. of God? Right. God says, I've sent watchmen over you to sound the alarm. Blowing the trumpet indicates the sounding of the alarm. 
to alert you that there's danger on the horizon. There's danger coming. But they said, we will not listen. That's a picture of America. We don't want the Bible. Many people here don't want to listen to God's word. Many people have rejected the word of God. Many people have rejected the church and the message of the church more importantly. Uh, we've altered the message to satisfy our way of living and our way of thinking. So we've rejected God's path. We have rejected God's ways. We have rejected God's warnings. And God finally says, you will have no peace. There's not peace in America today. There's not peace in many people's lives today. Right, right. Take it all the way down. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's not just a nation. That's right. It's people's lives. That's right, sir. You, you ever wonder why people live in gated communities with high walls and fences and have security? Because they're looking for peace behind the walls. Yep. But even behind the walls, they don't have peace. No peace. No peace. Because a wall can't bring you peace. Right. Only God can give you that peace yes, that passes all understanding. Yes, God. People are doing all kinds of things because they don't have peace. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And they don't have peace because they continually reject God. You cannot have the peace that he offers and reject him. Oh, my goodness. Yep. So you're in turmoil all of the time. Your life is in turmoil. Your family is in turmoil. Your dog is in turmoil. Your cat is in turmoil. Chaotic. <laughs> Just without peace. People reject God. Let me finish this message. God says, even your worship. Even your worship. I will reject even your worship. I'm skipping over some of this because I'm going to finish this in five minutes. <laughs> the message is there. You can read it for yourself. It's kind of really self-explanatory. Right. Help us. Thank you, God. You know, this is not something that God is doing to be mean. God has to do this because of the inclination of the people's hearts. Our hearts, sir. Yeah. He said, I will reject your worship. Reject it. Yep. He said, behold... I will bring calamity on this people, the fruit of their thoughts, because they have not heeded my words, nor my law, but rejected it. For what purpose to me comes frankincense from Sheba and sweet cane from a far country? So, so you go to these places and you get these aromatic spices and you come and you offer them up as, as sweet aromas in worship. And you get these sweet canes and you, uh, you know, a lot of people just go to the store today and they buy olive oil and, 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 and they use it for anointing oil. But if you really want anointing oil, you either make it through adding the spices yourself to it and, and you cook it. Or even you go to the place that sells anointing oil that has the aromatic spices in it. Right? You, and so you go to these places and you do all of this. Let's break that down to where we are. We go to, we go out of our way. We go out of our way to build beautiful buildings and, and have the most up-to-date technology. Do you ever think that we do this not for God but for ourselves? Right. Yeah. That's right. If we did not have a PA system, we could still worship God. Yeah. Absolutely. Are you listening to me? Yeah. If we did not have a keyboard, an organ, a drums, we should still be able to worship God. Yeah. These things just enhance our worship. But it's for us. Right. It's not God. Right. It's not for God. You hear people say, we got to set the atmosphere. No, you got to get your heart right. Yeah. That's right, sir. That's the right atmosphere. When your heart is right, when you talk about setting an atmosphere, you're talking about stirring people's emotions. Yeah. And your emotions ought to already be stirred up because of your love for God. Yeah. The building should not be the place that brings you joy. It is your relationship with God that should bring you joy. People talking about Folk need to come and start gathering again because they missed the worship and, and they missed the gathering of the saints. 
I miss the garden of the saints too, but I tell you what, I still worship the Lord. Every day, all day. Hallelujah. I get up in the morning worshiping the Lord. I'm in the shower. I'm worshiping the Lord. I'm driving down the highway in my car. I'm worshiping the Lord. I don't need music to dance. I can dance without music because there's music in my spirit. I know that's Thank right. You. Yes, sir. Thank you, God. Sometimes I go back to those old songs yeah. and they stir my that's spirit. Right. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They just, because, because oh, it's my God. relationship God. with the Lord. Right. It's not the building. It's not even the people. Right. I don't want to get off what I'm talking about, but when we see what, ha what's ha what has happened in the church world, a lot of stuff we do Built on is to... Get the attention and yeah. stir the emotions of people. Absolutely. That's right, sir. Some stuff we call anointed and number holly me under the screen. Yeah. <laughs> yes, 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 sir. Ooh. We like, like, we like that growl and, and, and that stuff. And it, it, it stirs our emotions. And, and sometimes, you know, preachers know what they're doing. Yes, absolutely. Singers know what they're doing. Yeah. And some of that has nothing to do with anointing. Let's just tell the truth. And so now we're in the parking lot and we don't feel like we can dance anymore because we're not inside of the building. There's something wrong with the heart. Yeah. Because we ought to be able to dance in the dirt. Yeah. I know that's right. Oh, that's why I love worshiping African people. They, they don't have any hardwood floors. Yeah. They don't have concrete. Glory yeah. to God. Sometimes they're out there and dust is flying everywhere, but they're still praising the Lord. Yeah. I ain't seen anybody dancing this parking lot yet. <laughs> Maybe next Sunday. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let me finish this. Amen. Amen. And, 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 and God says, God says, that I will even put stumbling blocks in your way and destruction in your paths. That's what God was doing because of the people's sin. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Lord. My, my, my. Yeah. Behold, I will lay stumbling blocks before this people, and the fathers and the sons together shall fall on them. The neighbor and his friend shall perish. And God said destruction will come from afar. He talks about the North Country. I was walking uh, the other week, and this man stopped me, and I did, I, you know, I didn't mind having a conversation. I never, never met him before, um, but then he talked too long. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to meet him again. I, I pray that I meet him again because I have an answer for him. And he was dealing with destruction that will come on America, but he was dealing with it from the standpoint of uh, Black Lives Matter movement and everything that, that, that he felt associated with the Black Lives Matter movement. I said, well, what about, what about the righteousness of the people? What about the righteousness of this nation, the sinfulness of this nation, which a lot of people don't want to deal with? No nation has become as wicked as America has become and still stands. Look at the great Roman Empire. Yes. The people think that the United States can't fall. Oh. I ain't prophesying. I'm just, I'm just all talking. Right, all right. But the great Roman Empire fell. Yeah. Babylon fell. We think that the United States can't fall. But let me say this. So I end this message today. The consequences of rejecting God means utter destruction. Our only hope is in God. Amen. Our only hope is in God. When you read these scriptures, you see that God is still willing to forgive. In chapter 7, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah again and said, Stand in the gates of the Lord's house and proclaim there the words and say, Hear the word of the Lord, all you of Judah, who enter in at these gates and worship uh, and to worship the Lord. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, amend your ways. Amend your ways and your doings and I will cause you to dwell in this place. And it goes on to talk about what the Lord says he will do. If the people will change their ways and their doing, but the people said, we will not. 
reminds me of Second Chronicles 7, 13 and 14. After Solomon finished praying, dedicating the temple, God said, when I shut up heaven and there is no rain, or command the locusts to devour the land, or send pestilence among my people, that's what we're seeing. God has shut up heaven. It's like there is an iron ceiling between earth and heaven. The church is fasting. The church is praying. But things are still happening. Because of the people's wickedness. It's not everybody's wickedness. God always has a remnant of his people that he will save. But God will bring destruction while he keeps the remnant. My people, he says, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear in heaven. Then will I forgive their sins. And then will I heal their land. But people today are saying, no. God, we're not going to hear you. God, we don't care about what you said in your word. This is our life. This is my life. I live my life the way I want to live it. And nobody has the right to tell me anything different. Think about it. Think about it in the church. Think about how we in the church live. And we don't want anybody to tell us right, right. the way we're living this right, 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 sir. Who are you to judge? Right, that's right. Don't yep, sir. judge me. Yep, that's right. Yep, that's, oh yep, yep. Yep. I tell you today, our only hope is in God. Our only hope. Saints, this nation, this world is headed for destruction. Yes. And our only hope is in God. Amen. I thank God today for Jesus. And the mercy God has extended to us in Jesus Christ. But how long will we continue in sin? How long? The grace may abound. How long? Will we continue in unrighteousness and injustice and evil? How long will we continue to do the things we're doing? And saying to God, we will not walk in your ways. We will not listen to the sound of the trumpet. We will not hear your word. The solution to our problem in this world today, as we said last Sunday, our only answer is in Jesus Christ. Amen. God said in Jeremiah chapter 7, I think it's around verse 4, he said, totally amend your ways and your doings. Go back to the ancient past. Go back to what I've taught you. Go back to the foundational teachings of what I've laid out for you. Then you will find rest. And you'll find this. Remember, saints, the nation is made up of people. Uh -huh. yep. It means you are part of the nation. Uh -huh. And I am only the trumpeter. I can only blow the trumpet. It's up to you to listen to the sound. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you that when your word goes forth, it will not return to you born, but it will accomplish all that you desire. Thank you that you prosper your word in the things that you sent your word Thank you for sending your word to us today. Thank you for what your word will accomplish in our lives. So Jesus is name that we pray. us to the end of the message for today. I pray that you've been blessed by the message. And if you have, write to us. Let us know how this message has impacted your life. Or if you've made a decision for Christ today to follow Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, write to us and let us know that as well. And give us your information so that we can follow up with you. 
you may write to us at Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com. That's Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com. Give us your email address or a way to contact you so that we can follow up with you. Also, we would like for you to sow into this ministry. If you've been blessed by this work, by the preaching of the gospel and the teaching of the gospel, and you would like to help further this cause, we're not just preaching here in the United States. We are preaching around the world. Through this podcast, our messages are being heard in many places around the world. We are actively working in eight countries in the world, on the ground, in Liberia, Malawi, Burkina Faso, Ghana, Guinea, uh, Kenya, and Dominican Republic. So if you'd like to help us in this work, feel free to sow a seed to help further preaching and teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the expanding of the kingdom of God. If you would like to give, go to topraise.org forward slash give. Again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Continue to pray with us and for us as we continue to spread this gospel of Jesus Christ.